7.09 now. Calgary Police Chief Mark Newfeld joins us this morning. It is his monthly visit with us here on the Morning News. We say good morning, Chief. How are you? I'm doing great, Stu. How about you? Excellent. Thanks for joining us. You know, I wanted to start with a story that's in our newscast this morning, and that's uh, that Calgary Police yesterday released photos of the suspect they're searching for in what you are calling extremely traumatic, an extremely traumatic sexual assault that happened in the community forest lawn a year ago. So can you tell us any more about this, who you're looking for, how we might be able to help police on this one? You know what? I heard about this one on the way in uh, myself uh, this morning, so I can't help you too, okay. too much on this one. Okay, fair but, enough. Uh, I know we've released some information, and the investigator actually did a bit of a media availability yesterday, so I think that info will be out there. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. So let's talk about decriminalizing uh, you know, personal drug possession. That was something that we wanted to chat with you about as a means of protecting vulnerable populations. Sounds like this is something that the Association of Chiefs of Police is talking about. Your feelings on that? Yeah, we've been looking at this actually for some time. And in fact, the uh, CACP sent a delegation um, to a number of different countries back in 2018, I believe it was, to look at different ways that this was being handled. So um, they visited places like Portugal and Norway and Sweden and that sort of thing. And and certainly taking a public health approach to um, this issue, certainly the issue of um, of simple possession and uh, looking at not legalization of drugs, obviously, but looking at, at decriminalization. And really what we're talking about is um, deferring individuals that have drug problems into uh, public health systems to try to get help as opposed to the criminal justice system. And success has been uh, seen in other parts of the world, Chief? Yeah, it has been. And I think that that's, that's something that's really important because um, we know there's lots of good people that get caught up in uh, drug use for a variety of reasons, and that's complex. But, I mean, for people who are not violent and who are caught up in that cycle, if they can come through that and get the supports that they need and ultimately get back to being productive without having extensive criminal records and criminal justice involvement, I think that's very helpful for them. Can you point to, you know, sort of in the states where we see that three strikes rule where, you know, some people who get caught with small amounts of drugs, you know, end up spending their life in prison. So is this a way of sort of, you know, avoiding something like that down the road? Well, these days, yeah, I suppose in, in, on some level, but these days I really like to be careful with our comparisons to the U.S. because I think there's been a lot <laughs> yeah, of yeah. Com- comparisons that... Uh, there is no comparison, but is that sort of the, 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 the message that you're trying to get away from is, is you know, small amounts of drugs are, are, you know, you would decriminalize that sort of thing? Yeah, that's just it. We're talking about nonviolent uh uh, individuals there who uh, don't represent, uh, you know, don't have big records or they're not folks that we're dealing with all the time mm-hmm. who are really basically, um, you know, a slave to addiction. So from a policing standpoint, we think we should be focused on individuals who are, you know, importing or manufacturing or trafficking drugs that are actually uh, preying on people who have addictions and not actually criminalizing the people who are just dealing with uh, drug addiction issues themselves. Chief, it was an important series of meetings at City Hall last week, the public hearings on systemic racism. Uh, from what you uh, did see and, and, and perhaps what you've heard, uh, what was your biggest takeaway from that? Uh, biggest takeaway, I would say, is the importance of engagement and the fact that we have more work to do. This was something that, you know, prior to... Um you know, prior to May, um, didn't seem to be on anybody's radar. Um, you know, and these are important issues, but certainly we didn't think they were big issues here in Calgary. And uh, and we do have um, close relationships with our communities. And of course, we realize that those um, some of the connectivity was interrupted by the pandemic. But uh, yeah, we were su- we were a bit surprised, I think, uh, by um, the. Um, the sentiment, not only here, but around the world, obviously. And everybody, I think everybody kind of resonated with what happened, um, 
and the and the and the negative nature of what happened in Minneapolis. But yeah, that was the biggest surprise, and for us, that this is a, this is an ongoing issue. And I think the community's asked us, you know, to uh, take our uh, efforts to the next level, mm-hmm. and that's what we intend to do. With that movement continuing, and as we continue to come out of this lockdown, what are your officers seeing on the street right now? Are there any trends that we should be aware of? Well, I think the big ones are are basically just that we're returning a little bit more to normal. So, as we've mentioned in the past, when uh, when the lockdowns and public health restrictions were in, we saw a little bit of a, a reduction in um, demand, which stands to reason, right? Because we saw less traffic on the roads and businesses closed down. But we're really starting to see things return, you know, more or less to normal. So, um, you know, we're still worried about the fact that the pandemic is out there as well, and we're wanting to make sure that uh, we don't see that uh, resurgence that they have seen in the U.S. and that sort of thing. But just from even a crime standpoint. Um, you know, our numbers of shootings this year, and there was a, a disturbing one yesterday, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a strange year um, for that. And we've seen a couple of months where we've had uh, really, really um, disconcerting spikes. And I would, I would say right now, unless we sort of flatten the curve on this between now and the end of the year, we're on par to have a, uh, a banner bad year. Wow. Uh, deeper into the reopening of, of phase two, and still we don't know the date of phase three. A lot of restrictions have been lifted in, in our different, uh, well, all four corners of the city when it comes to stores and organizations. But I'm wondering if uh, police still have any active role in enforcing the social distancing that still is in place. We do. We're still out and about, and so there's times where we do get, uh, we either see things that are disconcerting or else where we are called um, to that sort of uh, complaint and so again we're still taking the um, the approach of education for the most part and people I mean people know and I think people are concerned about it as well but I just think that as uh, as people start to get out and about again uh, and try to enjoy the summer um, there are places where you know people tend to congregate just naturally and so we have certainly seen um, seen uh, concentrations of people which makes it hard to follow the public health restrictions. Chief, we had seen through this pandemic an uptick of cases of domestic violence and and issues that your officers were having to deal with in homes. Are we seeing more Amber Alerts, certainly not here in Alberta, but across the country, increased calls about violence in home or are you starting to see those numbers come down a little bit? You know, Sue, in Calgary here, we we had an an increase in the numbers of... um domestic conflict-related calls that were non-violent. And so what, what I mean by that is um, where people were calling us early, it seemed, that's, that's certainly one theory, is people are, were calling us before things either escalated to violence or if they needed um, um, help with conflict resolution or exchanging children or information about court orders or whatever. But actually, our numbers here of domestic violence are actually down through the pandemic. And I, I realize that's uh, anomalous with some other places. But, um, you know, we don't know for sure what the reason for that is just yet. Um, we're hopeful that it's because uh, working with our partners, we were able to get out and remind people in anticipation of something like that, that, you know, we were still here. We haven't gone away during COVID and neither have the resources. Um, and, and hopefully that's uh, helped keep those numbers down. Let's get to the nuts and bolts of the conversation here, Chief, and the virtual half marathon, uh, Calgary Police <laughs> Half Marathon, September 17th to the 30th. How's your training coming? Because I know you've got some time ahead of here. <laughs> It's been a little weak, if I'm honest, uh, <laughs> Andrew, but I'm mindful. I've got that date circled on, on my calendar here. So uh, I'm actually, my first hurdle I have to get over is uh, Chief Dogworth has challenged me to the stair climbing uh, oh. challenge there. And that's a oh, bit no. virtual and it's changed this year too. Um, but that's uh, the 26th of July. So I got, that's my first hurdle. That's just part of your training routine, Chief. It's good. <laughs> just add it to the regimen, right? Well, well, let's hope. Uh, I'm just going to shave my chest and put the uh, paddles on there. Uh, for the- <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's ready out. to go. <laughs> if something goes wrong, well, they, can just, uh, they can just press the button. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate it and good luck with the climb.
Uh, you bet. Have a good day. <laughs> that is Calgary Police Chief Mark Newfeld.